everyone. On this week's episode of Lending Leaders, I'm going to take over for Jim. This is going to be our first episode without him uh, because today I am joined with by Kelsey Wright, our Director of Customer Success. And we're going to talk a little bit about the gender gap in the mortgage industry, as well as this lovely meme I think everyone has seen at this point of millennial women being worried or ashamed about earning our partners, uh, which is entirely inaccurate. But uh, well, thank you, Kelsey, and uh, welcome to our podcast. Thanks. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, so before we jump into it, do you want to just give a quick uh, background at what you do at Lodestar and your kind of time with the company? Sure. Um, So I am the director of customer success. I've been with the company for almost three years now when it was just Jim, Dave and I in like a six by six office in New York. Um, I work with our clients, um, new clients, current clients, um, updating fees, getting them set up and onboarded kind of anything and everything. Um, I love our clients. They're the absolute best. Um, and yeah, I think this will be interesting because I am definitely like a millennial young white woman in this industry (laughs) going to the MBA and, uh, conference in 2018 is a story to tell. Oh my gosh. Um, so I think actually we'll jump right into that and then hop on over. So, um, I have yet to go to a conference and I'm so excited to with this company. Um, but I've heard a lot about kind of be prepared to be the only female in the room. Yeah. It was very, it was very, um, a lot of questions of, oh, how do you feel being young and a woman here today? I, I literally got that asked so many times and I was only there for like three days. Um, it was, it was definitely something I'd never, ever like pictured or been in that world. Um, Mm -hmm. again, it is primarily older men though. Um, I think the women there, um, you could tell like everyone was like the women were just so proud to be there and really like held their ground and, Mm -hmm. Um, like the women in this, this industry are like, I look up to them so much. So being there as a woman and being young, there was also really cool just because I was like, this is the start of, you know, a new age in this industry of young women coming in. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course, everyone, men, women included, um, we're all supportive of one another, but um, yeah, it was definitely a, um, an experience that I'm excited to keep moving forward and I'm excited to keep going to conferences too. Yeah, I think I'm definitely excited to go to a conference and kind of compare it to, I came from the hospitality industry and especially on the event planning side in the hospitality industry, it's very female focused. Um, I sat on a board and out of our 16 board members, only for two years I was on the board, only one member was male. And then for my last year, only two members were male, which is basically unheard of in most other industries. Um, So I'm really interested to kind of see that transition um, kind of and see what other industries are like and how that diversity conversation has to happen. Um, But really the first step is to be in the room 
And it's really exciting to see companies supporting young women and going to these conferences and being a face of the company. Um, and I think it's going to continue to grow. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and something that I think as women become more popular and a bigger part of the industry, there's going to be this conversation about the gender pay gap, um, as well as this conversation around, uh, you know, women being ashamed or worried about out-earning their partners. How do you personally feel about that in your life? Um, I don't think women should feel ashamed at all. Um, it was with me and my partner, I was obviously going out of college single for a really long time. And, and we, we got together and that whole conversation of, of, um, you know, who makes more, um, is, is, is an open conversation because Mm -hmm. I, for one, do not feel intimidated or scared about that. And neither does my partner. So I think that's super important to, you know, have that conversation and be open about it because, Mm -hmm. you know, like people are saying it's 2021, but like it's, it's going to become the new normal where that gap is slowly going to shrink where, you know, things will be, um, I mean, hopefully soon equal and it'll just be normal. Yeah. And I think it's, it's really important to have open conversations about salary with your friends, your partner, you know, my uh, spouse and I, we've been married for five years and it was definitely a conversation earlier on in our relationship, more so around the concept of him dealing with the fact that my uh, husband is a teacher. uh, So we knew at some point there would be this catalyst that I would most likely make more money than them because him, because you know, unfortunately teachers in the United States are not paid fantastically. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's a music teacher. So you kind of see that drop a little bit more. Um, so it was something that we had to come to terms with really early on in our marriage. And I think it was less a problem for me and a little bit more of just more of an everyday struggle for him of just kind of, you know, breaking down those norms that are put into your head of like, I need to provide for my family, Mm -hmm. um, on his side. Um, not to say that he was against it at any point. It's just more so like at some point it's a partnership. Right. And I think a lot of millennials are going into their relationships and their marriages more along the lines of this is a partnership rather than we are unequal, which is great. And I think, especially, uh, as we all go to buy houses because the millennials are the next biggest home buyer is I think how, mortgage professionals treat couples in these relationships and how they treat the women in the relationship really has to be looked at and changed. Um, when you go to buy a house, um, who do you think is going to kind of lead and drive that discussion? Um, or do you think it's going to be more of a combined effort across the front? Um, I a hundred percent think, and it should be a combined effort. I Mm -hmm. mean, buying a house is, a big deal and it's a big purchase and it's, is coming mm-hmm. from both of, you know, the partners. So, um, I mean, obviously me being in the industry, knowing more, um, I think that will only just help us because, um, you know, my partner will share, you know, his two cents of what he wants and what I want. And I think it will, I mean, it has to be from both sides. Um, 
and it just kind of makes us lucky that I work in the industry because it will just help us, you know. Um, you know, I can't speak to, because I obviously don't own a house yet, so I can't speak to how um, people will look at us in terms of like, okay, who should I be talking to, Mm -hmm. you know, so that will definitely be extremely interesting to me because again, I've, I've never gone through the process yet. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see how that is going to go. And I, I would love to hear about, um, how that's happened to people in the past. Yeah. I think my, you know, that moment of being concerned is the I've also never purchased a house. So we're kind of making assumptions about our future, but my biggest fear is it's going to be that buying a car moment is I have gone car shopping with my partner multiple times. Uh, we purchased two cars while we were both there. One was my car. One was his car. Um, when we're going into the conversation, we were not at a point where we had joint finances when we purchased my car. It was my decision. And I was kind of, you know, I think every woman has a story of a car dealership, just not talking to her and only talking to the man next to her. And I think that is my biggest concern going into the mortgage buying process. Um, And I think it's really important to work with an LO and a team that is willing to recognize you. Um, Because I know, especially in my partnership, it's going to be a lot of, I am the one that does the paperwork and the finances and all of that. And it's just how we've decided to manage our partnership. So while choosing the house and making that decision will definitely be a joint venture, but filling out all the paperwork and answering all the questions will most likely be more on my side of the the process. So I'm really interested to see kind of how my team of LOs and settlement agents really treat that relationship um, as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's the same in my relationship. I, I definitely do most of, you know, finances just because I like to do that in, in my partner giving me that support. I think support Mm -hmm. in this entire, you know, mortgage industry, buying a house, buying like that, even gender gap, like that support is like huge. And I'm Mm -hmm. extremely fortunate to have that where, you know, unfortunately I don't think many people do. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, Again, it's, it's 2021. So I would be surprised if it didn't go as we expected it to go, but, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I feel like they'll either just kind of get the feel of, um, like who kind of is in charge of what, because when we were actually moving into our current place that we are now, um, I was the one reaching out to, you know, brokers to see apartments. And I'm the one who has like the main communication with my landlord, but it's interesting because my landlord's a woman. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if right off the bat, just because I was the one constantly reaching out, I was the one communicating where, you know, I told my partner, Hey, you need X, Y, and Z, just send it to me again. Cause I like that. I enjoy doing Mm -hmm. that. Um, But I don't know if it meant right off the bat, she, my landlord knew that I would be the main point of contact or just because she was a woman and I'm a woman. Um, so I never really even thought of that until now. And I think that's really important is unfortunately we don't know until we're in those scenarios, what potential implicit biases exists in our personalities. And, you know, everyone has flaws, everyone has biases regardless, you know, and we all have to work on it and continually get better. 
Um, and I think it's just really important to continually inspect what you expect from your teams and really, you know, look around and say, okay, is my team doing what I expect them to do? Um, and it's something here at Lodestar we carry, care a lot about, um, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Not to go into like a hard sales pitch because we don't do this on this podcast, um, but just, you know, check out our website, check out Mortar Sentinel. Yeah. It's what we do. <laughs> you get to work with me. You get to work with Kelsey. Um, well, thank you so much, Kelsey, for taking time out of your day to sit down with me and kind of chat about this. Um, one more thing that I'd like to promote, if you've made it to the end of this and you happen to be a lender in the Washington state area, Kelsey will be joining us at a, uh, an upcoming event um, on the 22nd of uh, this month to talk about the upcoming Washington reporting fee change. And we'd love to see you there. Um, if you have any questions, please send them over to us. We'll also email that out. Um, so everyone in our Washington lender district uh, can interact with that. Um, so thank you so much for your time, Kelsey. And anything else you want to share with our audience before we uh, log off? I don't think so. I'm um, excited to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. And uh, thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you all next week.